Hey guys, if you're listening to this the week of June 27th, right now we have a one week only ends July 1st, a $700 sign up event for this fall's ADHD rewired coaching and accountability group. This price will not be offered again. If this ends on July 1st, which is this Friday, if you're listening to this the week this comes out, go to ADHDrewired.com to learn more and to schedule your free consultation and a registration call with me. ADHDrewired.com. Just looking at it from an angle of, is this normal? Like, am I feel weird, but no one else seems to be feeling weird. Like, is this it? Like, we just stand here and nod our heads to the music a little bit when in my brain I'd love to be talking about something and if we're at like a bonfire I'd love to talk about something of substance you know something of whatever not everyone wants to hear it you know the concept of you got to find out the people have ears to hear what you you want to say and I either try and get into the I either go where I try and get into the conversation and I usually turn it somewhere and then if they give me a little like give me an inch I'll start taking a mile and then it gets weird and then they're like all right change the subject like I'm, I don't want to talk about it this intensely ADHD Rewired, episode 122. This is the show designed to help those of us who have really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and consultant. We know that starting can be the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me thank our sponsors. So last week I posted in the ADHD Rewired community, also on my Facebook page, uh, a question asking people, what are your favorite books uh, in the following categories? I asked people about uh, uh, books for understanding ADHD, uh, for productivity, mindset, behavioral change, and then just list any. And uh, so I wanted to share a couple of them uh, with you that people said were their favorite audiobooks uh, that you can get on audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. All right. Uh, Emily from my community, from the ADHD Rewired community, says uh, uh, Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Uh, she says, helps uh, with depression and low self-esteem. Thanks, Emily, for that recommendation. Uh, Chloe uh, from, from last week's episode uh, says Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the heroes of Olympus, the trials of Apollo, Oh, there's a C more. I didn't even see that there was more. She, she lists a lot. Um, let's see. Then Aurora commented that she, her son and her both like these books a lot. Um, Jeremy commented because he's interested to see uh, what else is out there. Uh, Kamran says that he's reading um, or read uh, Treating Huckleberry Finn by David Nylon. It's a, a, a narrative therapy approach. Um, Katie liked... Is It You, Me, or Adult ADD by Gina Perra. Um, she also has been listening to Unworthy, How to Stop Hating Yourself by Anneli Rufus. Uh, but she hasn't finished it yet. And, uh, and Driven to Distraction uh, by Ned Hallowell. All of these are available on Audible. And if you haven't done so already, go to audibletrial.com slash ADHD rewired for a free audiobook download and for a free 30-day free trial that's audibletrial.com slash adhd rewired and if you have any other suggestions for kind of must listen to audiobooks let me know you can message me on facebook or uh, send me a message at adhd rewired.com 
but go support this podcast and get yourself a free audiobook download. AudibleTrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Or you might prefer it best as AudibleTrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. Returning to the ADHD Rewired studios, this time virtually. Last time he was actually in my office. Alex Hofelt, the creator of Beautiful Dustbacks. Totally took a gamble on getting the words <laughs> in the right order. Beautiful Dustbacks, which is an awesome science podcast. And even if you are not interested in science, go listen to it. It's Every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, he totally is just a natural. So Alex is a science teacher uh, in my area, uh, teaches high school. He is a – I think, Alex, you're a brilliant mind. You're creative. You're high energy. You're interested in, like, everything um, except some things bore you. And that's actually one of the things we're going to be talking about today. So first of all, welcome back to the podcast. When we had you on first time, you shared the idea of – a podcast, and now how many uh, how many episodes have you done? I think I'm over as a 25 or 26, Damn. give or take. Yeah, you, you, were the, you were the catalyst. You were the that was the 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 over the over the hill one, and it was always funny because when we talked it, when I told you I did it, you're like, oh, I didn't think I was. You know, and I'm like, no, no, I act fast. Like if, if once I decide, it's gonna it's gonna go. And oh, yeah, we're like 20 26 episodes in. It's been the schedule's a little off right now. I'm not. I got to get the consistency back. But yeah, man, science science and motivation. That's the goal. Trying to blend the two worlds together. So I know that you. I think you kind of plan sort of an outline for for your podcast when you do your episodes, right? Would you be able to riff something? Like just to give us an example of kind of what you do. If I give you like two topics, can you like blend them? Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. So, um, um, motivation, um, say motivation, exercise and astronomy. All right, so you just start with astronomy. You are this tiny itty bitty thing of 37 trillion cells composed of chemistry, awesomeness, physics, biology, all of it. You're star debris. You're there energized, bred through your system of all you eat at one time was starlight. So you want motivation, there's your motivation right there. You're a stellar ball of debris energized by the sun so you might as well exercise and express and give this body the things that it wants to do. Your mind controls this entire, entire system. You got to decide with the mind to get the body going into certain dynamic exercises. And that thing's just going to flourish. You want this thing to re- re- rebel, to you know, get, get down on you, don't move. You want it to go, put it in some places it doesn't want, eat some food that it likes, fuel the system, fuel the brain, then go out, think, learn. You're a walking, talking, thinking, feeling amazing, teeny tiny, itty bitty little beautiful dust speck. Boom, man! I, I, I can listen to that kind of stuff all day long. I just like that was an easy one. That was an easy one. I mean, yeah, come on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, throw, throw something harder at me. Um, but it, your your brain, you're like a connecting brain. You know, it's like you see the patterns just very naturally. It's almost it's it's probably following a linear course of anything is that's hard for you. Yeah, it, it definitely, it was, uh, you know, it, it, I don't, again, we were talking the other day about now that I know I've been diagnosed with ADHD, do I look at it from a different lens? But I always, even, even in bio, which I have my bachelor's degree in, I always, I, I got my B's like I was in honors and AP, but I got a B and I didn't want to do the linear memorizing of facts to get the A, but I love the grand scale connectivity of everything. Like I still was stoked on the cons. I always call it conceptual versus content mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, I don't I don't know if that was a, a byproduct of that, but I enjoyed more even like English class. I enjoyed the discussions. I enjoyed the typing, the bringing it all together. But I didn't want to read 200 pages in a single night because I'd, you know, just be all over the place. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't know if that had a play in it. But yeah, I, I, I definitely I, I don't think yeah, I don't think very linear. I think, broad, you know, broad scale stuff, which is why it's difficult to hang around me sometimes. <laughs> but you also take action, though. I mean, that's I mean, the fact that you launched the podcast, you uh, and I was telling you about that, the podcasting group that I was, uh, am involved in. And next thing I know, oh, wait, Alex is in the podcasting group now. Podcast is paradise. Wait, I listen, like, I yeah. So it's like you're you're taking action. And, and a conversation that we had, um, and I don't think on the show, what was like, well, I you were concerned about putting money towards something because you've had this sort of tendency to just like throw money at stuff and they're like, Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. I dive in way too quickly. Yeah. So it's, you know, two sides to the same coin in a sense. It's like inhibition, but then you don't want to be over inhibited and not take action. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So combine that as a connection. So, uh, fast thinking, slow thinking, action and reaction. You want me to combine that? Yeah, riff off of that. Fast thinking, slow thinking. Well, I prefer to fast think because I have this brain that can just allow me to do all these. It's something like you take the connections of your mind with these neurons that don't replicate. They rewire, rework, and reform based on the things you put it into. Put it into a system. It'll learn the system. I'm changing your brain right now by talking to you. You're changing mine by talking to me. So I think that's a pretty awesome power. So what I like to do is I think real fast and then slowly those, those thoughts will then go downwards and they'll think slower and slower. They'll think more concrete into a sub, you know, like a subsidiary thing. And that's the mindfulness side of me. That's the science side where my brain's all over the place. It's like here and then I'll just start to walk down and then I'll kind of get on this one path and then I'll go. And then it just allows you to dive in and then you can find something slow and then rewire it fast and just keep on going. And but yeah, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's an even medium of the whole thing. I'm sure somewhere out there, in the in the beautiful world there is the ideas of sometimes think fast and other times think slow because fast thinking is is exhausting it is it can it can wear you down it can slow you down as you go so yeah i just keep going though man i mean i think i think asking questions our ability to ask questions is the grandest thing we have in the entire universe as i did on episode 20 of my podcast i think and it's just so keep asking questions and just keep thinking we live in the universe the infinite expanding world of knowledge and awesomeness right now with the internet and stuff like this podcast just throw stuff out into the ether and make it stick awesome so one of the things i know that you have uh, been wanting to do and uh i'm not sure if you started doing this yet on, the, on your podcast is you wanted to ask people uh what was the um like this single like the most what, astounding fact you've ever learned yes have you have you been doing that yet I did it with some of my students. Uh, I did. I did. It, I was just going to ask the students that, but not a ton of them signed up. So it turned out just to be a cool introduction into graduating seniors. And it gave me awesome insights into education. And then, yeah, I did. I did ask them that in the, in the end. And some really like it. Others get it's 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 interesting. Some people will get almost angry about it. Like it. They don't like thinking of it. You say, like, what is it? And they're like, oh, I, 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 nah, I can't do that. But but I'm also someone I realized in last year in my last relationship, actually, that not everyone likes to play the favorite game. So I'm always playing the favorite game. What's your favorite this? What's your favorite? And I'm like, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't like the favorite game either. Oh, like, I love the I, favorite game. I love the favorite game. I'm always thinking about the favorite game. And then it was one time too, I was, I was hanging around with some people and I think I was, I, you know, I'm just like, what are you thinking? And they're, they're, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, Oh, what are you thinking about? Like, we're just, I don't like quiet. Like it's quiet here. What are we doing? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking of nothing. I'm like, you're not, you're not, you're not thinking of nothing. And I'm starting to think I'm like, can you really do that? Cause that never happens with me. There's <laughs> I mean, never, never. I mean, I don't, maybe when I'm sleeping. And I mean, it's, I, I am thinking of something constantly and it'll go in every which direction 
possible. It's it's just insane. I actually do enjoy when people ask me that question. Like, what are you thinking? Because I, I can sort of like splice that, that very moment when someone asks me and sort of capture like the eight different thoughts that were like simultaneously going through my mind. And yeah, uh, and yeah so it's the... Oh man, do you really want to know? Because there's some random stuff going on up there. I just kind of lean in and be like, "You don't, you don't want this. Don't go down and don't ask me that question." No, I'm just kidding. But so one of the things that we wanted to talk about today um, was there's a, sort of a few different conversations that we were having uh, yesterday um, around the the, ele- the the element of social interactions and kind of our social. Um, sort of abilities and our understandings and how do we engage socially when our minds are everywhere, when we feel we are uh, frequently bored in, uh, in social situations. And one of the specific things that um, I, uh, you know, when you asked me like, well, do you have any advice on this was help with remembering names. And I kind of said to you, like, I can help you with it, but I haven't figured out anything that has worked for me. And I've tried lots of stuff. So, we can at least explore some ideas, yeah, some things that I've it. heard. Um, I just haven't figured out anything that's worked for me yet. Yeah, nothing's worked for me. It's 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 getting worse. I feel like it's getting worse in life, honestly. And, and I think about and I, and I truly don't remember like if if I had a hard time with names when I was like a kid in school. Like I, it's almost hard to imagine that I didn't have a hard time, but I also wasn't diagnosed at that point, so it was, I was probably just in my own world and wasn't even paying attention to the fact that I didn't know like the kids' names that I was around. Some of the common things that uh, we've heard is things like say someone's name, you know, three times, you know, so it's, I just meet you. So, hi, Alex. Uh, you know, it's, it's nice to meet you. So, Alex, what do, what do you do? Oh, Alex, it's great, you know, great to see you. I'll see you around, Alex. I was actually thinking, do you mean like, my name's Eric, 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 Eric. I'm like, I'm going to sound like, it's like a weird, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you in your head. I hear you, I hear you. So, right, so, so there's that, there's that strategy. And I, and I try that and it usually doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I have tried um, um, something that I do at ADHD conferences, and I don't know if this is something you can really get away with at other places, but at an ADHD conference, when you have, you have the advantage at conferences, you have name tags. And I really just wish name tags were a universal thing that everyone <laughs> wore them all the time. And because they're really bad eyes, they would need to be in big print as well. Um, so, you know, name tags for the visually impaired. Um, but then what I wanted, what I do then is I take a picture of them holding their name tag. Right. So then I can go back later and uh, and kind of associate it that way. Yeah. Um, I have done where um, let's say I meet a client for the, the first time and what always throws me off. And this has happened to me probably at least a dozen times. So I'll have like two clients that both start the same week and like the client that I'm seeing, the kid has the same name as like the or the the uh, the adult client that I'm his parent has like the same name as another client. So like. There is like a relational, like two names, unrelated clients, but they both started at the same time. And it's like every, and it's amazing how frequently that actually happens. Yeah. It screws me up so many times. Like I'll remember all the details about something, but as I'm pulling their file out, I was like, wait, which one was this? I'm trying to like imagine them in my head. So one of the things that I've been doing with that is I'll start to like doodle them. Like they're, I'll start to doodle their face. I'm not a, a great at drawing by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but they'll try to kind of focus on a feature of their face, right? And then try to create an association, uh, to, to their name. Um, and, and that's hard to do because it's like, but I think with practice, and that's an area that I think if I maybe practice a little bit more, finding quick associations to like some of the features of somebody's face, 
um, I might be able to to do more. Um, so save, you know, if you, you're Alex and uh, I'm going to attempt to try to do within the spot and I'm probably going to fail miserably. But let's see how it goes. Um, so so if I just met you, you're Alex and um, so I'm looking at your your face and trying to get kind of distinct characteristics. Um, so Alex. Um, uh, yeah. It's, um, so what do I know about you? You're a podcaster. Yeah. Um, so I try to get other associations. Um, podcaster science. Um, uh, uh, so Alex Trebek is the host of, of Jeopardy and he, you know, lots of questions. Um, so Alex, um, Jeopardy, uh, Jeopardy, the pronounced P and podcasting your podcaster. Um, see, I'm not sure if this would even work though for me. Cause it's like, <laughs> but, from, now you're not. Now you're not listening to the person's next four sentences. You're just or, like, you're well, totally trying to figure out. Like, hang on, don't talk for sixty seconds as I figure out your name. Right, and so I and there was a, I think it was a, a TED Talks that I uh, that I heard. Uh, Josh Fower. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. It's this uh, journalist who was given the assignment to go like cover this competitive memory competition. Oh well, yeah, and, you're right. And and because it was sort of boring he decided to sort of do it and learn from the people who have, have been in it um and he like ends up winning the, this competition yeah, right and you know and there was a lot of value i think from that you talked about how people who have these exceptional memories it's not that they have these exceptional abilities it's that they they train their memory mm-hmm. um like a muscle right and he was talking about how he would go through these like random yearbooks and just like focus on learning names and uh through that and i think that was one of the things that he maybe was talking about um uh when it came to how like, one of the ways he'd sort of remember names. So I think that there's similarly to how, when I was in astronomy class in college, bringing it back to, you know, a topic of yeah, your yeah, interest, yeah. Also, girl. right. Um, and so at first, like learning the constellation patterns was really hard, but I spent a lot of time doing it. And not only did it become easier, I would, everywhere I would look, I would actually create like these uh, patterns between like, uh, like, the points of objects right and it was just like it was always happening when i was looking at anything and so i wonder if i were to sort of do this as a practice and spend a lot of time creating associations with names if that would then become easier for me to do my theory is yeah it would yeah i feel like if i i I feel like if i had I've never I say I'm bad at names. I've never aggressively tried to fix that. You know, like I just kind of like excuse right now where you'll talk to me. You're mainly, you know, my yoga world. I teach yoga and I teach fitness a lot. So people come in all the time and people come to my class every Thursday. You have to sign them in. And I'm like, I'm like, dang it. And I'm like, how you spell that? Like I try and act like I don't know how to quite spell the name. And I'm like, I don't remember remember who you are, you know? And then, yeah, then it's something something totally simple that they don't know. But I think in my head, I'll introduce myself or someone will introduce me and I'll just think I'm already just like, I won't remember this. Right. If I probably backed up more, I'd be like, all right, focus. Here we go. You know, because I do that in bio when I, my, I try and share with the kids but in my weird brain. A lot of times I'm like, this is more confusing for you. Just ignore it. Like prokaryotes and eukaryotes, like, Pros are pros are complex, like a complex pro, but the prokaryote's actually really simple, you know. And then like a eukaryote has all these organelles. So if you cracked it on your hand, it'd be like, ew. Yeah, no, but, and those are the I, I did, so if I you create all my education, I probably should work towards that in names too. And I do the same thing on learning stuff too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but trying to because you, you can't associate it though with with glasses unless you know like someone always wears glasses because if someone's an occasional glasses and 
national contact, you know, wearer, that's going to screw you up. Um, you know, you can't associate with a hat because that can come off. Um, you know, so it's like, how do you associate with, with the distinct characteristics uh, of somebody's face? You know, so yeah. maybe you're looking at like, all right, so what are common, commonly associated maybe shapes on the face um, and create associate. So if you can identify maybe face type hmm. and then create sort of a list of things like that. Um, and it's, it, I totally, so when I'm meeting people, I mean, I think it's the, the beauty of being sort of in the ADHD world. I, I pretty much just out myself immediately and say like, like I'm horrible at remembering names. I'm probably going to ask you like 30 times what your name is. I'll remember everything else you told me, but your name for some reason doesn't stick in my brain. Right. Trying to tell them that is like, don't get mad. Like, I, I hate when like people get awkwardly mad. People get mad about stuff. I, I'm pretty aloof to things, and people get mad about stuff. I'm like, you really care about that? Like, well, know, people, like- people, people associate and make the assumption that you know, if you don't remember my name, it's because you don't care. And yeah, so, yeah. and so, we if we understand, okay, so that is the the assumed kind of perspective of if if you don't remember my name, that means you don't care. So we have to sort of address that right off the bat. So we're kind of disarming that, right? We're kind of owning it. And saying, you know, I, I told, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just really bad at names. Like that part of your brain that actually remembers people's names, that part of my brain doesn't work very well. Um, so please forgive me. And know I'm going to ask you your name like an awkward number of times. But now that I'm just out of myself and that the awkward part is already over. So just expect that it's going to happen. And sort of because of that, I think it actually does help with remembering names because it's like a, now I'm not so stressed with trying to have things to remember the name. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's sort of an accommodating strategy, I think. Um, I tell you, though, Alex, if I can actually figure out, if, if I can figure out how to get good at remembering names, I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. Yeah, man, it's right? rough. And, and people are going to line up, you know, to, to figure out what, what it is. And, whatever you know, it's going to take work, whatever it is. There's, you know, with anything that's hard, it takes work. Yeah. Right? So I think, you know, just acknowledging it, owning it, and um, if people are really taking it personally after you've already shared it with them that, like, look, I just kind of suck at this, and it's not about you. It's like, well, then screw them, you know? It's like- <laughs> yeah. People will do it, and even if you tell them, like, my, my tennis coach or a coach I'm working with at the gym who is, like, an owner or something, they kind of – I'll tell them, like, you know, I'm terrible at names, like, real bad. And in CrossFit, it was rough because you have to sign people in, and I'm just, like – shoot and like to the, it's so stressful to me to the point where it almost turned me off to coaching like i'm like i just want to coach i want to get your body moving i don't want to worry about that stupid login thing that stresses me out for a half an hour you know and and at the studio you have to do these two list things i'm just like i just want to teach yoga i don't want to deal with this but the owner and the coach one time two times after like the third they're like hey come on professional like lock it in i'm like Mm, I'm yeah. trying, man. Like it's, I'm not, I don't like being an idiot in this world. You know, like, it, you know, get- I have found though, when yeah. I out myself in sort of non ADHD circles regarding my issue with names, I, a lot of people actually have a sense of relief about it. They're like, Oh, oh really? my gosh, I'm so like, I'm so bad at names too. And I work to work <laughs> so hard. So it's like a lot of people are also like stressed about it. They're just able to sort of do it with a little bit more success, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, man, is it hard? But I, I was telling you the other day, yesterday about the, you know, these few times where like a name just sort of locked in for me and I've been trying to kind of figure out what are the patterns to it. Um, you know, there's this woman, Sharon, who was when I kind of, uh, as in a sort of creepy way, um, tracked her that she was on an elliptigo that, that, uh, for listeners who've been listening for a while, they know it. So it's imagine a bike, but now imagine elliptigo or an elliptical. Right now, combine those two things, and that's what it is. It's like on the street, right? It's the motion of an elliptical 
but it's a bike. So it will turn your head, right? So my uncle had one of these things and I was wanting one for a really long time, but I never actually like saw one up close. And I was on, I was on a bike ride with my son who's in the back uh, trailer with me and we're right by our house. And I see this woman on an elliptical and I was like, oh, it's an elliptical. I, and she's at a stop and she's like stuck at a stoplight. So I'm like, awesome. I'm gonna go talk to her. Right. And so I'm totally like, and it's funny because it's not something I would typically do. I'm not like that. Like, it's pumped on an elliptical, man. You're just stoked. Totally. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going for it. And so I, I started talking with her. And within about a minute or two, I'm like, can I try that? You know, and like, I've known you for about two minutes. Would you mind watching my son? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I didn't go where I couldn't see him. But she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things where it's like almost like a cult like, you know, it's like you want it. You get excited about people who want to also be part of it. Oh, yeah, the sure. Club Because it's sort of weird. Right. <laughs> and I remembered her name. And like because I wanted she told me she was on the, about this like Facebook group uh, for for elliptical writers. And like I looked her up I'm like, wait, how did I remember her name? Like what was it because like the dopamine was like, you know, in, in high gear and like I was, you know, the. It, the my brain was just highly active. Maybe yeah, I just did my my episode twenty one was on neurotransmitters. So yeah, the, I've been reading all about dopamine. That is the memory one, isn't it? That's the memory and well, learning. Well, they yes, all, they all pretty much intertwine together. But it has a lot. To, so learning, yes, has to do a lot with uh, with motivation as well mm-hmm. and taking action. And it's it's sort of our it's kind of our reward. Uh, uh, um, one of our reward neurotransmitters, the thing that makes us feel good, right? It's like all mammals are. are dopamine seeking fiends you know and that's that's why with people with adhd who their their dopamine doesn't regulate well um often engage in high risky behaviors because it's like we're seeking that that next kind of hit of dopamine my favorite thing in the world is still my i miss i I miss my adrenaline days or flow days now i call them like i'm still a huge mountain biker which is super dangerous and i I, go my friends always go with me and they're they're you know, I hear stories of them telling others, like, I don't know how Alex isn't dead. And I, I've crashed. I mean, I've, I've, Me jacked, I've lost, I knocked my front teeth out. I've gotten multiple concussions, skiing, and I, mean, I used to do pretty risky stuff, but I freaking loved it, though. <laughs> never, never to the point I never got. That's why I was never a pro addict. I couldn't quite turn it all the way off. But yeah, man, that's if you, if you want, like, pick what you want to do today, I would pick, I would pick something fast for sure. You ever go to a uh, kettle moraine? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Let, love let, it. Yeah, let, I love let me know it. next time you go up there. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm in, man. I'm in. I got my way too expensive bike that I bought last summer on a total impulse buy because it was pretty. Um, yeah, How expensive are you talking about? Uh, it retails at about six grand. <gasps> I didn't get I didn't I didn't pay that. Damn. It was a demo. So I got it. I got about half, about half roughly. But yeah, yeah, totally wow. stupid. Really, really dumb. Really, really Did dumb. Do you have like buyers remorse like immediately? Pretty close. I mean, I, you ride the thing. It's a spaceship. It's all carbon fiber. And I mean, it. <sighs> it cruises yeah. but do i need that was my 1200 dollar trek very nice yes <laughs> i have a uh, uh like a 500 is it gant is that the name yeah yeah it's 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 taking some hits with me and it's yeah it's uh but that's like that's why i don't actually do a lot of mountain biking anymore because like i know what my body can handle and my brain does the things my body can't handle anymore mm-hmm. you know it's like jump the stream i'm going for it you know it's like it is weird though. And knowing what I know now about mindfulness is like, I think what that does for me and why it's so cleansing in the flow state is that you, you really can't be ADHD while riding a mountain bike. I, can't true. I, I totally agree with like, a jump. I can't do any of that. So I'm, I'm like, I don't even realize it. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm, but I'm thinking this is great right here, right in front of me. I'm not thinking, 
not well, it's not it. even just that. It's like you're attuned to like you're I, I ride as much with my sense of hearing as I do with my sense of touch with my vision. Like it's all of my senses are fully engaged and, and lazy. Like I'm not thinking about anything else other than what like my bike and me are doing. Like, do, you, do, you, uh, do you read uh, do you read Stephen Kotler? Kotler? I think it's Kotler or Kotler. The, the Flow Genome Project. Rise of Superman was the book. Oh, my God. Yeah. You read enjoy the ride uh, all right it's this whole new science of of it's the true science of flow states like this the, how they're now functionally mapping out the brain with those fmri scanners and looking at like monks and the cool thing for me was that it's about it's about the progression of, of aggressive sports like skiing skydiving all this stuff is is exponential like exponential growth curve and why and so for me it was cool because it, it's all my it's all my heroes I grew up with, like breaking down their brain from anything like rock climbing, f- just straight fascinating book. And he's got a lot. He has TED Talks that are really impressive. He's got some Google Hangouts that are impressive. He's a, they've created this flow dojo. They're trying to figure out ways and actually working with the army. Did you ever, that was a radio lab one too. Did you ever see the something volts, 20, 20 volt, mm. 20 volt Nirvana or something like that? Mm-hmm. That one too. That was a good episode where they, uh, they're using it in the army now and just like a reporter went in and it was a virtual sniper game. So with all these distractions going on and mm-hmm. ding, 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 you get a score they, I don't know how something, I think it was electrical stimulation in a headset puts you into a flow state. And she was like, just like mowing. These yes. I do know what you're talking. Yeah. yeah. No, I did. Stuff. I did hear that. Yeah, yes. and it's, they're, so they're actually figuring out ways to like, and they're using it in the military. They've actually, people think they've been using it for years, how to get the, the, the snipers and things into these. And there was like an NPR reporter who like, who like did yeah, the exactly, thing and it was, it was like. Exactly yep. It was wild. I think it's 20, 20, I want to say 20 volt Nirvana is the name of the Radio Lab episode. The okay. book is called The Rise of Superman by K-O-T-L-E-R. I think it's Stephen Kotler. Kotler. And yeah. it's probably available on audible and you can get a free a download like that one at audibletrial.com slash adhd rewired i love when i can sneak in a promo without having to actually go to commercial i have, I have that thing too and i never talk about it <laughs> it's i mean it's so funny too because i uh we, we i had a, a tom nardone who's my producer editor and and just friend who has another podcast and he um uh, he did a like a, a Zoom kind of feedback for some of the, the listeners of the podcast, and uh, he was asking them about like the the um, the, the promos that I do. And you know, some people shared that uh, yeah, they just skip the promos. So uh, hi, yeah. Scott went in at you, and he couldn't they skip did it. He, he didn't even know it was coming. Uh, like four and a half minutes long. I'm like, I love you, Joe, but I'm I know on it. Here we go. Here we go. There. Even Ferris is getting up there with his promos. I'm like, you know, it, it's tough because it's like, all right, so. I try in my programs, I try to create a, my, I, what I try to do is create something of interest and of value that a listener can get from it, even if they have no interest in what the promo is even about. Right. Um, so I'm just telling you guys, you don't know what you're missing when you fast forward through my promos. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, audible, the audible, the, the audio book world is especially for ADHD people for me. I've, I uh, remember we talked about before my Stitcher. You have, what, what do you think my hours on Stitcher podcasts are up to now? What, what did you say it was before? Do you remember? 500. I told you probably before. Thousand. Yep. Yeah. 1200 hours in three years. And that's just the Stitcher app. I looked at that. I was like, it just shows how much time you're in a car. Really shows how much because it's it's always on when I'm in my car constantly. Yeah. I'm like, what is insane? <laughs> my God, I've learned. Gee, dear, my students always joking. If I had if I had a dollar for every time you said I heard it on a podcast or something, or you know, then they that's when they started yelling at me. Like, if I have a dollar for every time you say I I wish I had started a podcast, I'm like, all right, I hear you. 
to start it. But they're, they're actually really supportive of it. The kids are really cool about it. I think quite a few of them listen to it. So keep, I, I know keep. that, that, that um, you know, you and I have a lot of similar interests. Mm-hmm. We were talking about um, kind of just social situations. Pain of my life. Yes, and I just hit my damn wire again. Hold on a second. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I made a comment earlier that uh, I made this comment earlier that I was feeling very, and I don't usually use this expression. Like, I felt very ADHD today, yeah. right? And um, but I really am today because it's like I lost my keys. I I don't use my. It's like that's like. Like like a, a an overused meme, you know, for ADHD. Yeah. It's like I I I was about five minutes late for hopping on this call with, with Alex because I spent ten minutes looking for my keys this morning, and when I found them, I was like, "How the hell did they end up there?" Yeah, totally. I, I, <laughs> and then this morning I was doing some brick work in my yard, and uh, I I don't even know. I don't even know. I have no recollection of ever put like it doesn't even make sense to me because I my keys always go in one spot. Right, they're either on my kind of uh, the, the thing I have in my front door or my pocket. So yeah, that's that. Hey, mine are mine are all over the place, and I used to be able to keep them in my car in my garage, but now my I'm not attached anymore in this new house. It's rough every once in a while. I get so nervous I'm gonna lock them in the garage or something like. Which I have the code now, but it's just like ah, I hate that man. I hate keys. Wallet, my wallet's bad. Wallet's real bad. There's there's times where it'll it'll come in with me. It'll like come in my in my pocket instead of staying in the car. And I'm like, go put it back in the car. Go put it back in the car. Go put it. You know. And then there's days. There's a while back. I lost it. I lost it for a while. I had maybe about a week and I couldn't find it. And I mean, just then finally all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my Lululemon jacket upstairs, a little side pocket. I'm like, here we go. And I'm like, reach in. I'm like, ah yes. Isn't, like, isn't that amazing? Totally. It's ridiculous. My brain's so silly. And, and it's so interesting, too, because when we when we think about, all right, so we're, we're trying to retrieve a piece of information from our brain. And what's so cool is, I mean, what the theory is, is that if we can't access, access it right away, our brain's still working on it, even though we completely have, like, moved on. You know, so it's 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 like the the kind of secret agents kind of the mind. The mind is what they they say. We know less about the mind than we do the universe. I mean, it's just it's just insane. Yeah, it, you learn the more you know, the more you don't know. The more you know, the more you don't know. Yeah. And if you don't um, if you don't fast forward through the the commercial that's about to come up, you don't know what you're going to be missing. <laughs> when we come back from our break. Um, Alex is going to get his ADHD rewired. We're going to do a little uh, little coaching. Um, and um, with that, we will be right back. No, seriously, don't fast forward through this promo. I know you've been doing it for a lot of these episodes. I'm going to this is be something awesome that you're not going to want to miss. I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Don't do it. We'll be back. Hi, this is Carrie Gormley from the Rain Lifestyle Show. And I am, am a member in Eric's accountability group and... I wish I would have done this over a year ago. If you're brand new to the podcast, Carrie's talking about our flagship online group coaching program, the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group. I knew about the group and I thought, oh, well, you know, I could read some books. Well, that's what you get books. And here you get accountability. Our group is amazing. We have people from all different walks of life, different ages. And what this group has given me is a lot of hope that I can change some of my behaviors and make them habits. I've also come to realization that it's a lot more than, say, learning about some apps or some tricks. It's 
it's all encompassing. It's looking at mindset. And thanks to this group, something that I had been putting off for months and months and months, I actually have been able to accomplish within a couple of weeks. And through Eric being vulnerable and sharing his challenges and other group members, I've been able to realize some of the things that I can improve on and really follow through on some things. And I've been given that nudge by Eric and also by the team members. And it's, it's extremely empowering when we say things out loud and we can be vulnerable. Another thing that's been immensely helpful is that I have an accountability partner and we really feel like we're in this together. My partner has shared some really big things with me where this is really important to him and I feel like his teammate and it makes me raise my game and to be more accountable. I had mentioned that I wish I had done this months and months ago. If, if you're looking to take things you've heard, to take inspiration and to put it into action, I would really encourage you to go ahead and, and make the investment and do it. This is an investment in yourself and you can never go wrong with investing in you. And there's never been a better time to make that investment. Save $700, that's 50% off by going to ADHDrewired.com and registering before this special one week savings event is over. Registration will reopen at the end of August, but this price will not be offered again. Go to ADHDrewired.com, click on the coaching group, and schedule your screening call. That's ADHDrewired.com, and prepare to get your ADHD rewired. All right, we are back with Alex Hofelt, and we are going to ask Alex, uh, to kind of step into the hot seat and, uh, we're going to, I'm going to try to help you with one specific issue. Um, and we're going to give you some coaching here. Um, what do you want some help with? Well, we talked about before I do looking back now, I've always struggled in social settings, primarily like bars or something where there's, if there's a game I'm in, but I'm also that weirdo who always wants to play mm-hmm. or sometimes they want to sit by the fire. Like, hey, there's a, there's a Frisbee. There's a Frisbee. Let's go through, you know, let's go do that. And, but a part of it is because that's a, a social break for me that I don't have to worry about focusing on what you're talking about. I don't have to focus on what I'm, if I'm saying something that people don't want to hear, I can just, you know, you play in the game, people are happy. So I've always struggled with, I, I, there's no other word but boredom. When I, when I sit in a setting, it's primarily the bar. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big drinker. I, I honestly, I hate drinking. I, I, my new thing now is I tell people I'm recovering alcoholic, which is probably super mean to actual alcoholics, but it just gets people off your back. People I more, get it though. I get it. They're, they're more weirded out that you don't drink than if you drink. Like if, if I don't drink at a party, that's way less weird than getting hammered. So then it's just like, it's like, they're like, Hey man, you want a beer? I'm like, no, nah, I don't drink. They're like, Oh really? You sure you don't want one? I'm like, no, dude, recovering alcoholic, man. They're like, Oh no way. I'm like, yeah, sober. Like how long? I'm like 32 years. Like how old are you? I'm like 32. And then they kind of like, Oh, okay. But it's like my little way of get off my back. But so you sit around at a bar and everyone's there and we're at this thing. Maybe it's really loud, whatever. And people are just standing there. I mean, they're primarily just standing there, you know, like nodding, like, yup. Yep. Like, Hey, let's go take a shot. And I always think the shot is just a break because they're bored and it gives them something to talk about for 60 seconds. But I don't know. I don't love bars. So then it's just boredom. So I'm sitting there and I start thinking like, all right, man, I get anxious. I get, I get jittery. I think like I should be doing the entertaining, which I've always kind of been the little entertainer, you know, like the, the smiling clown in my group of friends. So if I'm having a bad day, they're like, Hey man, 
entertain us. Like, what's up? You know, I literally say, like, do, do something funny, like say something weird. That's going to make us laugh. You know, I'm like, what? So we sit around and then everyone's there. And then I'm just, I'm just looking at it from an angle of, is this normal? Like, am I feel weird, but no one else seems to be feeling weird. Like, is this it? Like we just stand here and nod our heads to the music a little bit when in my brain I'd love to be talking about something and if we're at like a bonfire I'd love to talk about something of substance you know something of whatever not everyone wants to hear it you know the concept of you got to find out the people have ears to hear what you want to say and I either try and get into the I either go where I try and get into the conversation I usually turn it somewhere and then if they give me a little like give me an inch I'll start taking a mile and then it gets weird and then they're like all right change the subject like I don't want to talk about it this intensely or I've gone the opposite where I go to a party and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to do this. But then people know me and then I just feel like I'm not me. I feel like I'm just sitting there like, like, they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah just, just listen. They're like, oh, you don't listen. You usually talk. But in my mind, I can't say like, well, what you're talking about is so boring. I just could care at all about what is coming out of your face right now. You're talking about people I don't know. I understand that that's an IPA and it came from blank. And then you thought, then that one beer had like blank and then... I just I don't care. So, but then I, they're my friends, and I like hanging out with them. Which, so like I said, I'm I'm much more comfortable in on a golf course on something where there is a sport or an mm-hmm. activity where where that's the funnel, as opposed to bonfire. Unless I just throw my hat off and I'm just like start the weirdness up, and then I just become the, you know, I'm just the show, like which which I I do okay. <laughs> I do. Have a, so a, how how often are you in social situations where you're you know. You're talking about the craft of the beer and, uh, you know, let's get another round of shot. Yeah. Well, lately and later in life here, I just don't really go to those situations. Don't always love going to a bar. If they're going to a bar, I'm just like, yeah, Bob, I'm busy, you know, which is good for not having friends, which I've always struggled with having. uh, I guess it's actually, okay. I have a table one. I'll I'll say it. Then we'll we'll come back. I also realized later in life, I'm losing some of my older friends that I've been around. And it's because I, I'm, I cannot focus on the phone. Like I can't, like I have no con after like four texts, I don't want to have that, you know, you're supposed to be like virtually connected and like a group text. I just don't want to make a little small talk. And the being on the phone is the worst. I mean, the worst it, it's just, and I, it's not even that I don't want to be on the phone, which I don't, it's I, I'm not focusing and you know it and mm-hmm. I can hear it. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm on the phone going like, all right, listen, listen, this is that girl you like, like, listen, pay attention, pay attention. And they'll text me like, Hey, can you call me? I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah. So Alex, ah. do you think that you would be able to, with your kind of closer friends, um, the ones that you're kind of talking about how you're sort of falling out of touch with a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but you do value those friendships. Um, what if you had a conversation with them about this very issue? It's like, I value our friendship so much, but it's so hard for me when we're not actually face to face to actually have that phone conversation um, to where you share the struggle, right? You share that, that, that person is still, that they're important to you. Right. And ask them if they'd be willing to, uh, you know, like, look, like, can we just make the arrangements to what we're, when we're going to meet up and then that's where we'll connect. I, mean, I, I try, I've tried that before. Yeah. How does that I, work? I, tried, I haven't really tried it with my super close friends. I had my four good buddies from college, my who I thought were my best friends. They um they all live in the city, so they're around each other all the time. Mm-hmm. We go to the city, our lives just don't mesh. They're night owls, they sleep till twelve. I'm training somebody at seven AM in the morning and I'm I'm tired by nine. So it was always this rough thing. And then I, I thought, you know, well, we're 
best buddies for life. These dudes will be in my wedding, blah, blah, blah. Two of them got married now and haven't been invited to either of the weddings, which was just like, um. which is a total kick to the face, you know? And it was, I reached out to him a couple of days ago saying, you know, I apologize. Maybe I was the one that lost touch with all you guys. I have a new house on the lake. Would you want to come in? And they seem okay, but that was, that was kind of a bit of a wake up call for me. But, and then I talked to one of them and he's like, well, you, you know, you're not in the group texts and stuff like that which is the way the world works now. And what it was, was I was at school and my phone, my phone was a buzzing and B I, I can't have my phone going off while trying to teach. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, right. I'm like doing, I'm, I, I just, I, it's like, like you, my phone buzzed for two seconds while you were talking earlier. And I had to be like, Nope, back. Like, you know, <laughs> there was six, 30 seconds there. I don't, I don't know what you said. Cause just cause it just flashed. It just said new message. I was like, you know, then my brain's like, what is that? Is that the, is that the thing? Is that the, is that the, is that the village? You know, like and how long was I out for? And, yeah, right. totally. Then, yeah. Hopefully like, I'm looking at the time. Like, I hope that wasn't very okay. long. All right. So we- yeah, also some, some people get mad. Like I, I had a, the last, a, a last girl I was kind of dating. We, I was a tennis, so I couldn't see her a whole ton. And she kept thinking like, you know, Hey, I wasn't that into her honestly, but I was trying, I really, she was a cool chick, but I told her like, I hate the phone. She got mad. She's like, she's like, that's, she's kind of like, that's ridiculous. Like you have to, if I want to talk on the phone, we don't see each other that much. Like we're going to have to do this. And also in my brain, I don't need that. Like I can still like you and not Mm -hmm. talk to you. If I'm at home, I don't want to be talking again, small talk. Stuff that is just little tiny things that I can't focus on. I'm, I'm playing Destiny. I'd rather just play my game here. And, and But you can see just coming out of my mouth, I can hear it. Like why that would be like a total finger to your relationship. But mm. it's not. I'm like, I just, I can't focus. I don't want to focus. But then at the same time, you got to be an adult and you got to know there's a compromise. So you got to pick it up every once in a while. But I don't know if I should start asking them of like, can we have a limit? Like, I'll give you, you got five minutes or, or tell them like, hey, I'm fading on this conversation. It's nothing personal. Like you want to wrap it up or I don't know. I don't know the answer. And I think, you know, part of it is negotiating relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when you're trying to build a relationship, I think there it's, it is important to sort of play the the, kind of the what's expected in a social relationship kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But as you're getting to know someone, if they are, if you find them interesting and you, you think they find you interesting, then you begin to sort of share more kind of about yourself, right? So there's that, that balance of self-disclosure, right? Uh, I mean, when, with my wife, I told her I had ADHD on the very first date, right? So I got that one out of the way real quick, <laughs> right? And so it's like, so from a social perspective, and, and Alex, it, it is absolutely harder, the older you get, it is harder to to develop and maintain friendships mm-hmm. that's what i found in my experience adhd play a role in this like is this is when i feel abnormal is this is this one of the is that a blamer <laughs> like can i not to blame it but is that does that play a role that i'm never really thought about until now one question i have for you is how important is it for you to have the relationships that you're talking about right and you know for me i you know i don't have a plethora of, of friends most of my friends are uh, professional and then my wife, you know, it's, and for the most part, I'm fairly content with that. Right. I have a wife yet. So I'm sure that'll, that will play a role one day. Right. So it's like, I am very much, uh, which this may or may not surprise you. Well, I'm very much of an introvert, like having one-on-one conversations with people regarding things that I am also interested in. That's kind of brainy and into, and, you know, intellectually stimulating. I like that. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that gives me energy. Right. And it sounds like for you too. 
Totally, totally. It's ha- in, you know in a group conversation or in a group dynamic where the the topic of conversation is you know it's talking about the beer and the you know the stuff that I have no idea what people are talking about. It's like it, it just not doesn't appeal to me. And I, mm-hmm. I when I'm doing that kind of stuff, like I very much feel like I'm playing a role, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so. I think for for me, what what has been helpful uh, when I'm bored in a conversation, um, or if I just in, in any time I notice that if my, if my attention is wandering and I'm a, and I'm noticing of that, um, I'll do what I call the kind of the echo chamber of of active listening. When I notice my attention is wandering, what I will do is is like when if you're saying something, I will actually in my own internal voice repeat all the words that you are saying, like in my internal voice. I try that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it, it can sustain that for a period of time. And then I start like my voice starts doing weird things and, you know, but so that's, that is one strategy. Um, but it's like, I'm not going to put myself out there all the time when, uh, in situations that are boring for me or just not my like interest, you know, um, and that's, and that's fine for me. I think it's good to do it sometimes, but like, where do I get those deep intimate connections? And that's, um, you know, some of the, the, as I mentioned, professional relationships that I have. Um, now, where are there current relationships that you have that you're wanting to sort of like, uh, you know, to use the most overly used phrase in all of like podcasting and entrepreneurship to take it to the next level? Um, um, are there relationships that you currently have that you're wanting to really uh, to deepen? I mean, I always, I'm a deep person, so I always try and want to deepen them. It's the focus more is just like, it, it's even hard. I, I want to be better at it just to create the opportunity to get a deeper friendship as opposed to just scratching the surface right from the get go. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like I have a lot of acquaintances mm-hmm. versus a lot of like close friends. And mm-hmm. I, I do, I do look at it now from a lens of, I think I'm, I'm a lot to handle. I mean, I, I'm into a lot of things and I realize now I used to think that I went on this date a while back and did the girl and you're always looking for dates and the girl within the first date called me intimidating. And she did it not from like, you're like, man, you're, it was more like, wow, you're really kind of intimidating. And I think she meant it of like, wow, you're really into a lot of cool things, but it got me thinking is, should am I throwing too much at her, you know, too much too quickly here? Do I need Mm -hmm. to like put some to the vest where in my head, I thought I was cool saying like, I'm this, 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 this." but then they're like, it was like a self-reflection thing. That relationship kind of imploded because she, uh, she, I don't, I don't know if this, I guess I could ask you, I don't know if this is the right move. She would do things that would bother her. And I was in my head, I'm thinking like, man, I just started doing that thing that's bothering you. You know, like for, for instance, it was, I don't want to talk about your podcast today. And in my head, I'm thinking like, man, I'm really not, I could talk about a lot more. I could fix it on that a lot harder. You know, I was aware that I didn't want to talk about it too much. And she got mad at me and I meant it from a standpoint of, I kind of told her some of this stuff, meaning like, if you, this is early, if you, if that bothers you, I'll do my best to fix it, but you may not want to be in this. And she took it as like, she took it as this, well, fix it, you know, like, well, if you like me, then you'll fix it. And, you know, that's how people look at ADHD. We'll focus harder. We'll just remember harder. We'll put more effort into this. We, we talked about in our first episode, the, the forget thing, forgetting thing where mm-hmm. it's not even forgetting. There's a gap that I've lost. Right. Whatever it is we're not thinking. remembering to remember. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I, even if I'm mindful you need somebody like you saw you have a relationship where they're aware of that, but then, you know, I can understand how it'd be annoying if like, I just be a douche. And then it's like, Hey, I have ADHD. You know, my parents 
my mom's already yelling at me about that with the with the forgetful stuff. She's like, you're just using that as an excuse now. I'm like, oh, well, let me maybe, let me ask. Maybe, let, okay, so maybe there's a parallel that I'm, that is coming to me. So I'm, I'm a connector to here, and I'm making some connections. Yeah, man. So we also had a conversation earlier about um, kind of the, the psychology of psychiatry, and you know how your kind of relationship with medication, right? Talk to me a little bit about that for a moment. And I want to try to make a con- this connection here. The relate like my feelings towards the meds. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I worry that I don't like not having control over my own self like that. Like and especially when those drugs are labeled a narcotic and an amphetamine, and you know it's a controlled substance. Being a health nut, being somebody who if something's wrong in my life, I fix it. Like I'm, you know, health, fitness, wellness, skills, shortcomings. I'm like that's that's there's an angle. There's somewhere I can get at this and make it happen having to rely on those that aggressive of a narcotic makes me feel a little powerless and it, it frightens me. And I try and I've already gone through phases where I've stopped taking it, thinking I can handle it. And I'm self-aware enough to know that it makes a difference. It definitely, it does help. So I, what I'm hearing is it an issue of acceptance, right? Where, you know, you want to be able to, because you're, you're passionate and, and uh, guided by sort of uh, um I hate using the phrase natural approaches, but, uh, you know, you're even very much into I do fitness. Both. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attuned to medication and science. Like I'm not like a, I'm not like a raw vegan. Sorry. Right. 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 Raw vegans, but I'm not into the, I'm not total Eastern medicine. I think there's a, probably a, there's a wiggle in between the two of them somewhere. So, I mean, it's in, you know, I talk to all different kinds of people who have, are sort of in different areas of this. You know, for me, I'm so grateful for Adderall. Like there would be no ADHD rewired if there was not Adderall. Uh, I mean, truly, I would not be sitting here talking with you today. I would probably have never even finished uh, my undergrad. I mean, there's truly like that's so for me, there's not like, oh, but I have to take this medication. I'm like, thank goodness for this medication. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I hear more of a struggle though with you, like how you wish that, and, and yeah, it's a class of medication. The way I think about it is kind of like, so that's just what they classify it as. What, so what, what I'm hearing from you is it's a narcotic. Yeah. Like, which is what other people have said. So maybe, maybe it's a stigma and I'm internalizing, internalizing that stuff a little bit. And my parent, my parents had a weird, you know, negativity bias, right? And you're talking about psychology, humans and the negativity bias is insane. So maybe it's just, it's all going through the lens through like through the tunnel of that. So do you think that the lens that that bias in a sense is also going through your, the lens that that you're um, with relationships that when you're trying to engage in a relationship, you're sort of like, are you trying really hard to sort of be kind of quote unquote normal? Yes. Big time, big time. The older I get too. And it's, I mean, I've hung out, I've gotten both where I think people have said here too much and others have asked me, are you guarded? Like, I feel like you're, I feel like, but no, I, I definitely, I feel like a, I, I feel like a cartoon character a lot of the times. I, I think people treat me that way, but then I, I think I internalize that where I had a buddy the, yesterday, I'm doing this yobility challenge in your nets, like these AM and PM flows, whatever, you know, and I'm trying to be upbeat. So it's like, Hey peeps, here we go. Keep it up. And then, then at the end, my one friend's like tag me and I'm like, here you go, broski. And my buddy has to, t- he feels the need to text me and then say, Hey, I have a request. Stop saying bro and peeps. I'm like, I have a request. You be you, I be me. And let's roll on. Like, oh, yeah. what, what the hell? Like, it's just, but in, they're good people. They're the people I work with. And they always do that. It's, well, like, you know, it just, it starts to chisel at you after a while. But then 
sometimes I internalize it and I mm-hmm. think, okay, maybe they're right. Maybe I should not say bro, but I'm like, I want to say bro. Like, I just, you feel good saying bro. Like, I don't, there's, I've never been like, Hey, you, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do X. Like, just I don't care. Like do what you're going to do, man. Like take the good in me. I'll take the good in you. Like, I just, I don't do that. I don't reflect that on other people. So it catches me off guard, but that's been my whole life where I get blindsided by bad things that mm-hmm. I would never do to another human. So you don't see it coming. And then you're like, Oh, like that. I can, you know, so was not- in a situation like that, you might want to look at, is there evidence that supports you continuing to do that? Is, is there feedback that the people, that people like that approach, right? So that's just one person. Um, mm-hmm. And you might just want to respond. You know what? Don't shit on me. You know, yeah. the whole idea yeah. of, you know, you shouldn't like be saying that. that. You know, it's like, all right, like I'm, I'm me. If you don't like it, sorry. Like I'm not changing. Yeah, I, I have a fear of that though, because I've gone through phases in my life where I haven't had a lot of friends. So I, I, my biggest fear in life is being alone. I mean, this is getting kind of personal here, but my biggest fear in life is being alone. So I look at it through the lens of that. Of like, I have a fear of telling him, like, you know, hey, blank off. You know, if you don't want this, and it, it was even it, it's it's at lunch. It, work is a bad place for it because we that's we have some social clicks at lunch, you know. And I'm kind of in the cool kid group. And I, when it's like when it's going well, they're super fun to talk about. But there was a while this year where I'm like, I don't even want to eat in here. But if you don't eat in here, then you're out of the you know you're out of the you're out of the loop. Like we all play video games, and we've kind of stopped. I've stopped playing video games. I have other stuff going on. I'm totally I'm on the outside looking in because I'm I'm you know they don't care. I'm like well I I can't play video games. I can't play four hours of Destiny. I have, I want to do a podcast. I want to read my book. I want to go pat you know. But that and that's the stuff that fills you up, Alex. And I yeah. think that the more that you are your your authentic self, the the better you are going to feel. Now it might be harder for you to find those connections that that for people who just love you for who you are right mm-hmm. but it is not worth hustling for your sense of self-worth to, totally. to try to just be accepted by people who are like yeah well, you could totally hang with us as long as you don't use bro and uh you know it's like no no yeah. like i'll keep and working you, and, on you, finding and you drink you know and you eat pizza and stuff i'm like okay you can like you can do that like i don't care go ahead and have the pizza like i might have a piece if i have a piece don't make a comment about it just let me eat the pizza you know just like from feeling awful yeah. about this i feel and it, piece it's of delicious pizza yeah totally and it, it goes it's not even i'm feeling awful sometimes i want to eat it right. but i choose it's i choose i think it's more of, i the pros that way the cons of not eating it blah blah my my thing that's in here you don't you don't need it to be in you if you want to know why or if or how i'll tell you but you know that's how you know this is there's so many struggles this has just been the struggle of alex where just being the person that i am i don't know if it's a reflection thing i never know when someone is actually being curious about asking me a question if they're making fun of me or if they're goading me into being a character for example diet okay you know you're in a group of six people you it's always my pull out my lunch so what do you got today caveman i got sorry you know i ate sardines and i had it's more butter in my coffee, you know, weird fringe stuff that I do. And then it's one guy. I'll be like, well, why, why are you eating sardines? Why are you eating butter? And I just don't know if I can sit there and go, Hey, 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 Jim, you know, there's six other people in this room. They're probably going to make fun of me. If I tell you this, like email me later, bro. Then I also feel like the guy's kind of like, Hey, uppity nutrition, God, like relax here. But then if I start, you know, what's paleo, like, do you want the longer, the short, I kind of like whispered to him, like, do you want the longer, the short version? And then, you know, cause the other people want to hear it. And then within a minute of trying to tell them the short version, someone will be like, Oh my God, shut up. You know, I'm like, you asked me, man. Like I was just eating my, I was just eating my burger. Like I didn't okay, say. So what if, all right, now looking at that sort of a, in that situation, sort of an in-between and I, and I like that sort of approach of, do you want, do you want the short version or the, or the yeah. long version and saying, I, 
I'm pretty passionate about this and yeah. not everyone is not everyone's cup of tea. So start and then assess, you know, so instead of just like, so I think maybe you're approaching it from a sort of black and white kind of uh, approach. So do you want the 30 second to one minute version or do you want my monologue? Cause I'd love to give you my monologue, but just let me know. Mm-hmm. Right. What if it's sort of in between where you're like starting out the same either way, but then asking questions. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not even a lot of times it's not even I want to give my monologue. A lot of times I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I want to respect you and your question. If you truly are interested, I think, it, you know, it'll, I think it'll make you feel better, whatever. And then I it's not like, ooh, someone can I can talk about paleo. You know, I talk about that all the time. Most of the time at lunch. No, I, I don't. I, I have 10 kids I just dealt with. You know, I have a 30 kids next hour. I want to I want to eat. I want to joke around and make fart noises and today you know i don't know i don't really want to talk to you about why what and why i'm eating but at the same time i don't want to i'm afraid to be like hey not now bro like you do you you know well what if you you know try and always be nice and open or even like there's like i mean anything anything i do stretching yoga my back really hurts this that and i don't know it's just i never know okay so when someone asks you you know why why you do paleo what's your what, what is your first response I just I look I tell them that I it's from what I've read and from what I've learned on the internet and from the way I feel I choose to follow this and it works for me and then you know no grains no dairy no very you know high immediate protein lots of fat you know and then it's like the only thing I'll, I'll joke and then the big one's buttered coffee now I've been doing doing the buttered coffee for three years and if people find out about I mean it's like it, it a, rarely a day goes by if a, if they if you see my mug if you see is that is that that stuff. You know, and it's just like, it's like, why? And that's the one I'm just, cause I feel like I can run through a wall. Like I love it, you know? And then I try and drop it. No one wants to hear about ketosis and, you know, autophagy and ketones have more hydrocarbons than, than sugars, uh-huh, you know, and it tastes freaking good. <laughs> I made it heavy back on to talk about nutrition, but before we do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so if someone, so I'm trying to think about, um, through the lens of when I, when I kind of studied uh, Michelle Garcia Winner's work on social thinking, and, and um, I think her work is great. I mean, it's her, it was sort of initially sort of created for for kids, um, kind of on the higher end of the, the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I, what I think is I think is great for for people with ADHD as well, and can be certainly sort of applied upwards in, in age, because it talks about how do we think socially and how do we understand the the brain and the the social brain of others around us right so the in any conversation the topic that everybody always wants to talk about is themselves right Mm -hmm. everybody except the 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 where social reciprocity then comes in and why that's so important is that you can't just talk about yourself because then you're considered sort of rude and hogging the show so we need to sort of each give each other sort of that permission to continue to talk about you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. So if someone asks, well, why, you know, why are you doing that? You can turn it right back around first and say, you know, um, well, what have you heard about paleo? You know, so find out what yeah. they're, you know, cause then they're like, oh, you're interested in me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's like the more questions that you can probe uh, to them about them. And that's like, key word is you, like, what is your experience? What do you think? And it's, Typically, people then ask sort of that the reciprocal question back, and that's how the conversation goes. Um, I mean, I know that that there have been times where, or I'll sort of catch myself uh, in in different situations where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm monologuing here, and uh, and so I'll just as soon as I catch myself, I'll just go, well, so what do you think about that? 
Yeah. Do you, do you think it comes from, you know, I'm, I'm that's totally resonating with me and I've actually, I've heard, I think people have told me that before, you know, it definitely makes sense and I try and do it, but you, you have a mission too. Like you're, you put so how much of your time and energy, your whole life is spent trying to help people. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that I do, I don't, people, I think people think it's like a, I don't know how they perceive it, but it's from a place of good. Like if I know you and I know some of the things you struggle with, it's, I have a hard time not being like, dude, you drink this, you do that, you stretch for this and this, like, that's going to go away, bro. Like you'll feel so much better where it's like, so I was even, so like, if I listen to you and I'm not talking about myself and I'm, I'm not saying I do this, 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 I, you know, I'm listening to what you're saying. My brain, I never know when my brain wants to fix you. The fixing is the, whatever, you know, I want to, I totally know. I mean, I totally know. I want to make, I want to try and help you make a difference. And I, and I, I've been like, Hey man, I've been there. Or, Hey, I, but Hey, I got an answer for that. Or I don't think people ask you a question. Like they'll say, what's paleo. They don't really care. You know, like, so then do I just, again, make a fart noise and change the subject (laughs) and just that, that's it. Right. Just like do a back. It it depends on your audience because you know, social is all about context too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing your kid? Like the, or in, in the, yeah. Um, I, miss, I miss being a kid. Why do you have to stop being a kid? I was joked that the day I find farting not funny is the day I think I'm going to think I'm too old. Like the first time somebody farts in a social setting, like, hey, inappropriate. I'm going to be like, oh, no. Like, I don't think I'd be able to say that with a straight face. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious i just always and I, I, I love i love working with with kids especially like my kind of some of my older kids who are who are on the autism spectrum and um we're talking about some of these things where it's like so when you're in class and you smell a fart everybody's thinking like oh my gosh who farted but you don't want to be the kid that announces who farted Right. It's like, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. now not only is everybody having weird thoughts about the mystery, you know, smell. Now they're also having weird thoughts about you for being the one person who has said out loud the thing that everybody else is thinking. Yeah. Right. Which I have a tendency to do. Yeah. Right. And so hey, it's. I wonder if I'm on. I hope I'm not on the spectrum. I was like, oh my God, am I? I hear more about this. I'm like. Well, Alex, I mean, the. The spectrum's I, huge. I know it's I know. a it's a huge spectrum, and we also know that because there's been been more and more research that is that is showing what I have been sort of uh, has been in my gut for a long time since working with individuals uh, with autism is that people with ADHD we have a high correlation with a lot of autistic traits, not necessarily having autism, right? But high autistic traits. So like I can get really laser focused on like one thing, right? Which is also similar to autism um i have sometimes have context blindness with people and their names right it's like oh when i see you in my office i know who you are but now that i just saw you at the store i can't place it like that's that's a similar trait to someone with autism right Mm -hmm. um it doesn't mean i have autism right so but there's traits there and i think that that working with autism has also helped me understand uh, my own kind of social functioning uh, better as well. And, and a lot of the unwritten rules of social behavior. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a, a, a concept that, uh, that, uh, Michelle Garcia winner came up with, um, called uh, the social behavior map. And it looks at, and so you have a, a contextual situation and you have, what are the things that are expected in the situation? And what are the things that are sort of unexpected, right? Cause people typically don't like unexpected things. It's, mm-hmm. It makes them feel uncomfortable. Right. So you go through this whole sort of, uh, it's, it's a logical sequence. So it's, all right, so what's expected in this situation? So uh, give me an example of a situation that you might be in. 
uh, meeting someone at the grocery store. Okay. So you meet somebody at the grocery store. Kind of first time? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's often it's best actually to go with the unexpected side first because it's, it's almost easier to sort of think about. So what are some of the unexpected things you might do when you meet somebody at the first time at the grocery store? Um, to run up and give them a hug. That would be unexpected because what ha- – so if you give someone a hug at the grocery store that they don't really know who you are, how is that going to make them feel? Loved, right? No, I'm just kidding. Very, very uncomfortable. You're in their bubble. You're in their space. You're, you might even be like sexually, you know, right. something. Yeah, I can feel it. You know what I mean? All right. So you make some really, really uncomfortable. What do you think the response uh, um, is going to be and the consequence of that action? No, push back and get it. Probably anger. Anger and scaredness. Okay. And how are you going to feel? about yourself as a result of that response embarrassed okay so kind of put a put a bookmark on on embarrassed okay and and keep in mind maybe you really like hugs like you love hugs right so you're like everyone should love hugs the way i do because they just i can feel great right okay Mm -hmm. but you also don't like to feel embarrassed now what is expected when you meet someone for the first time politely wave or not or say hi if it give it in turns into Start a little conversation, sweet cantaloupe. And if it turns into that, be like, I mean, it, it ends probably with my name's Alex, what's yours? Okay. And so with that, it's casual. How, do, how, do, how does that make you feel? What, what's, what is, what's the response of the person that you're talking to? How does she feel? She feels comfortable, I guess. Okay. Comfortable. Maybe a little, a little uneasy just because it's all you're meeting a stranger. Sure. Sure. And then. Yeah. Okay. Probably, probably so, so comfortable, excite, like excited, maybe yeah. like, all right, what, what was that about? Maybe, That's maybe interesting. relieved after a minute or two that you're not a total, total unexpected dude. Okay. But you sort of let it go. Cause you, maybe you're also thinking, oh, I, I've seen her before at the store, so, but now I finally said hi to her. Okay. So what is the, the sort of the consequence or the outcome of that interaction? Positive. Nor- be, normal, more spe- be more specific. Normal, normal positive, poss- a new, possibly a new relationship, or just you were just nice to someone in the, in the ether of the day. Okay. And how are you feeling as a result of that interaction? The word that comes to mind is normal. Like, you know, ha- happy, I guess, that you just, you know, your dopamine's probably a little high. You're probably feeling pretty good because you've interacted with somebody positively. Okay. Maybe you made a new friend. Maybe you didn't. Okay. So you, had, you helped someone have a a comfortable feeling about you. There was a little bit of a connection there. Um, and she felt comfortable with you, right? It was pretty casual, kind of no big deal thing. But then you see her again at the grocery store the next week. And you go, hey, uh, uh, whatever your name was, because I can't remember names. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> full, full circle. <laughs> right? Um, you know, hey, so uh, you seem to be crossing paths. And you have a, another conversation with her. And because she remembers you and you didn't kind of freak her out the first time, she gives you a little bit more time. And maybe now you're going down the aisles together talking for a little bit, right? And you continue to feel comfortable and your brain's like, man, we're going to kick it off and we're going to, but you, you, you kind of go slow, right? And then you see her again maybe the, the next week. And then there's another conversation. She's like, hey, so like, where do you live? Like, what, what, you know, getting more of those, like the, the personal sort of, uh, things to make that connection. So because you help someone feel comfortable, um, you, you remembered something about them. Um, and you maybe brought that back up again. The result of that is like possibly a, a 
new friendship, maybe first date. Um, so, and as a result, you're feeling good about that, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go all gung-ho right at the beginning, right, you end up feeling embarrassed. When you take the slower kind of uh, the slower approach and, and build it, you know, at a minimum, you had a, a nice few minute interaction at, at best outcome. Maybe you got a first date. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go through that that logical sequence of how um, what is expected in this situation? How do I want somebody else to feel right? Understanding that the way I make someone feel is going to have an outcome. Right. And it could be it could also be neutral. And sometimes that's also on the positive front. I also look at, at neutral feelings falls in the realm of the positive mm-hmm. um, because it man, you can it's really, really easy to freak someone out and to have have them have really uncomfortable thoughts about you. It takes a lot of little um, sort of uh, um, attempts and, and uh, kind of going at it uh, to build the sort of that reciprocity um, and the, the positive feelings towards you. Or it comes back, mm-hmm. right? So you want to be thinking about right, what kind of thoughts do I want people to have about me? What do I need to say and or do to help people having those thoughts that, that I want people to have about me? And if I pick up on the fact that I might be causing someone to have some uncomfortable thoughts about me, now I can modify what I'm doing. I can change what I'm saying and kind of go to a, a plan B, mm-hmm. right? And that and really at its core is what social thinking is all about. It's, it's co- continuously reading the situation, reading the body language, um, ask, keep asking yourself, all right, are the people around me comfortable with what's going on right now? Yeah. What was that ears, ears to hear thing that somebody told me once, you know, make sure everyone has ears to hear what you're saying or doing, which always made sense to me. Right. And so it's, oh. I pick it up all the time, but it makes sense. <laughs> right. And so, you know, and for some people, if, if you know that you tend to go to talk a lot, because, you know, Alex, I don't think that you should try to be overly inhibited. I think that it's, it's, mm. you're going to stress yourself out because I think your personality is one of high energy. And I think that that's great. Right. But you also need to have those, those kind of mechanisms in place to kind of check in with yourself. So looking at situations where you can, find and talk to people who do have similar interests. Where are those places? Uh, sometimes at the gym, I get the CrossFit cause CrossFit's more of a community. Mm-hmm. Um, yoga class, beginning of yoga class, maybe on the golf. It depends on what topic, like on the golf course, talk about golf, whatever, whatever setting there may be. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. I put, I've been, I actually reach out to a lot of podcasters just cause I really enjoy the hour of getting just the, you know, if you want to, it's like a, it's a stage to talk about things and dive deep into stuff, which is it's, I get done. I'm like, Hey, that was fun. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I enjoy that. So the, those situations it's super socially. I know. I don't, I don't know any, I, I enjoyed, I actually enjoy your Chad meetings when I, I always forget to attend, but honestly, it just, it's a total forget thing. I always enjoyed those just cause you know, it, it, it keeps going. But again, I kind of, I, I don't know. You, I don't know if you think, but I felt like I talk a lot compared to your average person. Like I'm there, I'm like, Oh, let's ask you a question. Like, let's, let's go, you know? So I, I enjoy that. Yeah. So if you are going towards the target sort of interest areas, right, that's where it's ex- more expected to sort of dive in deeper into conversations around those interests. Do you, do you, have, do you know some place to find those? Like people tell me this. And like- well, I, well, I think, though, that you're doing that right now, you know, yeah. um, with, with, you know, the podcasting groups, with uh, 
CrossFit, you know, that's where you get into the deeper conversations. You know, I think that people with ADHD were not necessarily great generalists. You know, we're, we're, we're experts in different areas and like mm-hmm. we, we were passionate about that. Like, so hanging out with teachers at your school, right? That might be an area where you just want to say, you know what? I'm happy with acquaintances. Like I'm not looking for something deep, right? Like, I want to be able to- where, where, where it's kind of going. And so I wonder how much of that is like you're wanting these deep friendships from a place that maybe that's not the best place for you to get deep friendships. Uh, in, entirely. Yes. So, yeah. But it's from a standpoint of like, yeah, I, I know I, the answer is like, well, you need some new friends, go meet some people. And I'm, I'm always thinking like, okay, like, don't like, you know, new friends, here we go. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, it's just, it's a roller coaster, which I'm swinging. So now I'm understanding to do that. But then when I see on Facebook, I'm not invited to something in that group. There's still that little voice. Like, I'm like, Hey man, you didn't, you haven't really reached out to them either in a while. So you gotta, you gotta be aware of that kind of thing. And I guess some FOMO going on, but you know, yeah, I know it's totally that. It's just, I, I'm trying so hard to do an my old me. Like I was very introverted. I'm not anymore. I'm probably an ex, you know, probably extroverted more than anything. So I try and put myself into new situations and new things here and there. And, you know, but it, it, it's, it's with the hope of like every, some pretty much anything good that happens to me from a lens. Like a lot of the time my brain goes to like, cool, I can meet new people. Like I just got asked to uh, be a Lululemon ambassador for the Deer Park store, which is kind of a big deal in the yoga circles. Like uh, it's like a sponsorship and it's more, you know, I was like, you get free clothes. I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah, I get a lot of free clothes. It'll be great. You know, it's nice stuff. But then I'm also thinking like, I have a team now. Like I got people who I can go to these meetings and we'll talk about cool goal oriented stuff. I'm like, yes, you know. All right. So, so I, I'm going to uh, give you an assignment. Okay, sure. Okay. So I'd like you to uh, identify two different sort of circles that you're already associated with. Okay. And in each one of these circles, identify one person that you would like to build a relationship with. In each circle? Mm-hmm. Let me get a notepad here. Otherwise, I'll forget. Da, da, da. Do you use Evernote? Are you an Evernote guy? I, I do use Evernote, yeah. Yeah. A little overwhelming to me sometimes. I don't always figure out how it works. Okay, so we'll do text note. So we got two circles. Okay. Come on, keyboard. Let's go. Eric's waiting. Here we go. I'm like off key. There we go. Two circles. All right, one person per circle. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want you to um, do a little uh, uh, kind of fact finding um, where you are going to find out about them. And so for each person um, over the course let's see, of, of two separate uh, meetings, I want you to find out for the first one, find out uh, three things about that person that maybe you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. I want you to write those things down. And write it down. Okay. Okay. Then the second time, I want you to uh, uh, look back at what you discovered and then ask follow-up sort of things about or like share something that you learned about something that they are interested in. Okay. Okay. And because you're doing it in the context of already a shared interest, it is highly likely that it will also relate to something you are interested in. I got you. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Man, I don't know if your dog likes that though. Um, So, um, do you know what two groups it'll be? Uh, No, I have to think about it. I'm sure I could go with the CrossFit circle. And then maybe the Lululemon circle. Okay. Can you, um, would you be able to give me a, um, maybe a follow-up date that I can kind of check in with you? Uh, what would you like? You, you can get, you know me, you can give me a date now. I'll make it happen. 
Uh, what do you think? Two weeks? What do you got? If that'll work for you, let me let me add that to my uh, my sure. calendar here. I'm like scanning my desk. I'm like, okay, do I put it on one of my like eight sticky notes on my desk? I'm like, yeah. no. Let me put right. it on my actual calendar because um, I mean it's so funny the, the tendencies. You know, I love tendencies. It's I still to this day. On a daily basis, I tell myself, I'll remember that. Like, I'm really good at the, the next step of like, huh, no, I won't. And they write it down. But I still, like, my brain still tells me, I'll remember that. It's like, well, you know, my that slow of a learner with that automatic thought. It's like, I know that that's not my signal for write it down because you will not remember that. I was saying, I, I definitely got to think and I have to do the little self-talk of like, no, actually do it. Like, don't just say you're going to do it. Like, actually do it. And yeah, it's getting better. I have my ups and downs. Right. Now, let me ask you this. So how are you going to remember that you're doing this next time you're going to say CrossFit? I'll probably, I'll probably be able to, I'll, 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 I'll be able to remember to, to give it a whirl. Just kind of, you um, know, Alex, you're, you're still in the hot seat here. That is not an answer. No. Okay. Okay. Give me, give me a strategy. Would you, would you have a recommended, recommended strategy? Sure. Do you have CrossFit on your calendar? No. I'll probably go. I actually hurt my knee. My knee's being weird, so I don't know next time I'll be in. I will see Lulu people during a training probably next week. When? I might go in Friday. I think I'm going to go and buy some clothes on Friday. Okay. So do you have, now I don't know uh, how the Android sort of platform works with location-based reminders, but do you, do you have that set up where you can get reminded at something about something at a location? I can. I have no idea. You could put a reminder in my calendar. If you use, I think, Google Now, um, and it's been a while since I've looked at that platform, um, you can have Google Now remind you about things at specific locations. Okay. So you can put uh, a reminder uh, using, I guess, Google Now about when you're at that store okay. um, to, to remind you. Um, you know, like, like with the GPS, it knows yeah. I'm there. That's cool. Yeah. It's real uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, with, with the iPhone, I do the, use it all the time. It's like, remind me when I get to the office. Remind me when I leave here. Um, yeah. Remind me when I'm at Home Depot. Um, no. All right. We'll look that up. Sounds awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and putting those things in your calendar become then anchors, right? Cause then you could also have that event right before and after, cause that then the event, the reminder would be to, to sort of track that or to, to uh, write the stuff down. I mean, I, I try, I try and use it, you know, there's, there's little bubbles in there and stuff, but I, I'd been doing, I set multiple reminders and I try and do an, a day before an hour before 15 minutes before. Yeah. I've been trying, I've been trying to color coat more so they stick out more. Yeah. Awesome. And, well, I'm, and I'm adding it to my calendar before I, uh, and I can just edit this a little bit here. Hold on. Reminder, Eric's assignment. And you might want to add that it's also that you put it in Evernote. So when that reminder comes up, you're like Eric's assignment, what the heck was Eric's yeah. assignment? <laughs> no, yeah, not. when you're adding reminders, um, add more detail than you think you'll actually need. Uh huh. Makes sense. Does not repeat. All... No, I don't think I can do. I don't see a. I don't see a. Don't see a location feature yet. I'll look that up though. So Alex, was this helpful? 
Yes, definitely. I, I've, I, I've been thinking as this is going, like, this is pretty cool. This is, this is always, I'm always open to stuff like this here. I think of you as one of the smarter people than me. And if somebody's smarter than me, I usually like learning from you. But no, I, I, I hear everything you're saying. I will do everything in my power to make it work with the exception where I'm not going to beat myself up if it doesn't, you know? And no, it, it's super helpful. Yeah, you are, you're very articulate and you put up with my rambles. I know when I'm, someone tries to help me, I, I get, I, I always want to like jump in there too often. But no, man, I dig it. Thank you. This is great. It's been wow. wonderful. You know, I, it's been nothing but a positive relationship since I met you. Everything's it's, you've been a, you were, a, you were a pretty good catalyst, a good turning point. Well, Alex, I, I appreciate you coming back on and I appreciate that you, you're really doing an awesome job with the podcast Thank and, you. and everything that you shared today. You shared a lot of very personal stuff and I really, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm sure as soon as we get off the call, you're going to have this big vulnerability hangover, but you know, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> you got, you have the recording, so I, I'm, it's out of my control now. <laughs> Alex, no, seriously, thank you so much. Um, leave, let people know one more time where they can kind of find your, your podcast. Um, cause it's it, truly go subscribe to it and listen to it. Cause you're going to love it. Yeah, man, I'd, I'd love for you guys to listen to it. It's, it's a, it's a super passion project. It's a big part of my life right now. And if you listen to it and like it, try and reach out to me. I don't have a lot of people respond yet and I don't have a ton of communication with the fans, but uh, beautifuldustspecs.com. Those are all blog posts. You can find it through. It'll link you to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, you know, the normal wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Instagram, beautiful dustspecs, Facebook, beautiful dustspecs, anything yoga world, like nutritional fitness. You can find me at yobility. So yoga and mobility combined for Facebook forward slash ability. Those are the two. And yeah, man, let me know we got a ability challenge going on right now. I'm hopefully recording an episode here in the next day or two and just keep it flowing. But yeah. And if you got it, subscribe, share, let me know what's up. It's, it's a wonderful world and check out, keep listening with Eric's keep sharing Eric's cause it's, there's a lot of people out there that need help. So it's awesome. Just a mission of circles of circles of knowledge, you know, throwing it out there. Alex, any final thoughts you want to leave listeners with? No, just be you, man. Just embrace the chaos. Just know what's up. Take all this with a grain of salt. Don't just enjoy the roller coaster ride. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And some days you're going to forget your calendar, that even a calendar keys, whatever. And other days you're not. So I mean, just, just keep working towards filling your head with new things, learning, adapting, learning from your new mistakes and don't beat yourself up. And that's getting your ADHD rewired. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. This has been Eric Tibbers, and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of ADHD Rewired. If you're new to the show, welcome. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. You can learn more about us at ADHDrewired.com. You can find additional resources for each episode, join our private Facebook group, learn about the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group, Join the email list, schedule a free consultation with me to learn more about my services, or even schedule with me to be a guest on this podcast. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. Season 7 of the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group starts September 12th. Supercharge your productivity. Experience the power of group coaching the ADHD Rewired way. Go to ADHDrewired.com and click the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group graphic for more information and to schedule your free registration and screening call with me. Don't let this season pass you by. Did you know that I give talks and all-day workshops? If your school, business, or organization, or conference planning committee are looking to hire that person to give an incredible, educational, inspirational talk on ADHD, whether you're looking for a keynote speaker or an all-day workshop, look no further than ADHDrewired.com and click on talks at the top of the page. 
Don't just be a passive listener. Be an active member of the ADHD Rewired community. We're on Facebook. You can like our page, but submit your request to join our free and growing community. Watch for a message from me on Facebook because I screen everybody before they come into the group. Help spread the word. Hit the share button right there in your podcast player, and you could send this to a friend, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite social media channel. And if you're in any other ADHD-based group online, don't be shy about mentioning this podcast. We're all looking for resources. Tell your clients about it. Tell your therapist or coach about it. And tell them that their clients will like it. And if you go to a local support group like Chad, mention this podcast at your next meeting. And if you want to let me know how you shared it, send me a message at ADHDrewired.com or message me on Facebook or Twitter. I'm at Eric Tivers. You can also help people learn about this podcast by leaving an honest rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Go now or set yourself a reminder. And then after you do it, give yourself a pat on the back or maybe even a gold star. You deserve it. You can help ADHD Rewired get a new and improved website by checking out my sponsors and affiliates, Zoom, Audible, and Amazon. If you're a coach, you got to check out Zoom. You and your clients will love it. Have you ever seen one of my webinars? I use Zoom for that too. Go free, go pro, or go webinar. But please, tell Zoom to pay me by going to erictivers.com slash Zoom or click the Zoom logo at the bottom of ADHDrewired.com. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a free 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ADHDrewired. And if you love shopping as much as I do, which is not at all, then you probably shop the way I do, and that's on Amazon. Next time you go to Amazon, use the Amazon search portal at ADHDrewired.com. A small percentage of your purchase will go to support this show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Production support, audio mixing, editing, uploading, and show notes, which you can find at ADHDrewired.com, comes from Tom Nardone. Check out his inconsistently released but consistently entertaining podcast, The Tom Nardone Show. Tom blogs at tomnardone.net, which is also where you can pick up a copy of Chasing Kites, a true story about Tom growing up with ADHD when nobody knew about ADHD. Join Tom as he shares stories from his childhood through adulthood. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll gasp, you might hold your children tight, and you might get strange looks by anyone sitting around you. Get your copy of Chasing Kites at TomNardone.net, available in print and as a digital download. This has been Eric Tivers reminding you that if you want to be more productive, prioritize self-care, and don't sacrifice sleep. And as long as you keep starting what you've already started, you'll continue getting closer to finishing what is not yet done. Until next time.